Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey guys, Alvin here. Before we get started on this episode, I just wanted to make an official announcement and say that we are very excited to announce that we are now a part of the Murderly True Crime Network. Uh, it is full of incredible podcasts, and we are so happy to be a part of the family. Um, uh, uh, so many, ooh, oh man, I, I can't even speak, it's so crazy. We have Trace Evidence, Mysteries and Urban Legends, we got M- Martinis in the Macabre, uh, just so many great, awesome, awesome podcasts, that, and we're now a part of this network. Uh, you know, and I uh, just wanted to make an official announcement before we jump in. Uh, Murderly Network, podcasts to die for, ride or die. It's like Fast and the Furious, but I'm Dom. Fran is Paul Walker. No, he's not because he's alive. We'll figure it out, the characterization uh, levels. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great sadness that I'd like to report that we lost a very legendary member of the celebrity Hollywood elite earlier this week. Uh, at 46 years old, we lost Coco the Gorilla. She is um, probably the most famous gorilla ever to live other than Bubbles the Chimp and the almighty Harambe. One time for him. Um, if you just look up Coco the Gorilla on the internet, you'll find countless videos of her hanging out with Robin Williams having fun times. Um, she was um, very loving to other animals that weren't gorillas. She knew over a thousand signs. It's genius. And she would have been 47 years old on the 4th of July, Independence Day. So I um, just want to have a moment of silence for um, Coco the Gorilla. She is now with the almighty Harambe and Bubbles, kicking it in that big banana tree in the sky. Welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. What up? Fran, how are you doing on this dreary, dreary uh, Friday afternoon? We are recording pretty early than we usually do. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm a little upset. Uh, I got the weekend off and it just wants to rain. So you know, I'm It's going to rain all weekend? I believe so. All right. Well, you know, you got to turn that frown upside down. There's plenty of indoor things that you could do. You could take Sophia to go see The Incredibles 2, which I hear is great. Um, you could even take her to go see Hereditary, which I hear is even better. Um, no, don't do that. Actually, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but you could. There's a bunch of stuff you could do, man. Don't don't be a party pooper just because it's raining outside. Hmm. You can find yes. something indoors to do. Uh, life is great for me as per usual. Um, besides the uh, somber news that I've announced, 
you know, uh, just a moment ago about Coco the Gorilla, R.I.P. Um, I have an episode of The Handmaid's Tale to watch. So I'm super excited about that. <clears throat> Got sushi coming. It is uh, looking to be a pretty bright spot on a Friday for your boy. So cool. uh, like life, life's looking pretty good for me. Uh, as it's been announced, folks, we are up and running on this Murderly Network. Things are great. Super awesome podcast on the network. We have seen uh, uh, spikes in pretty much, you know, downloads, uh, 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 attraction on social media. We've been loving uh, the, the reviews that have been coming in. Everything's been great. So this already feels like a good move and hopefully it continues to be a prosperous one. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And hopefully you guys continue to listen. Um, Fran uh, did announce when we in our episode of Serial and Serial, for those of you who don't watch that uh, or listen, I'm, this is audio. For those of you that don't listen, we were sent a really cool package by uh, Miss Barbara uh, De Jesus, mm-hmm. and it not only was there Fruit Loops in there, there was a bunch of Reese's cups in there that Fran did not give me, and he ate all of them. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you, Frank, because I didn't get a chance to ask you, mm-hmm. how cool is that to? like speak something into existence basically is what you did. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously the fans did it, mm-hmm. but you asked for something and it appeared. I thought that was pretty, I thought that yeah. was pretty nuts. You talking about my Reese's cups? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, I mean, I thought they were our yeah. Reese's cups, but I was wrong because I didn't get any, yeah. but yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, that was cool. I didn't think somebody was actually going to send them to be honest. I just did. I didn't like, either. And then, and, and, and really, honestly, they didn't because I didn't get any. So well, it's like, like they a personal didn't. problem to me. But yeah, I guess you know, so. um, that was awesome. I I appreciate that. That's 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 love right there. So you know, I appreciate that for real. That's cool. And they were delicious, by yeah, the way. Well, I hope so you get diabetes. Um. Anyways, <laughs> let's not get down on you know who didn't get stuff and who did get stuff because they're selfish and ate hey, it all. Look, yeah. get over it, man. It's, it's two weeks ago. I ate them, and that's it. You don't tell me what to, when to get over something and when not to. But you know something, I'm not Thank gonna let, I'm not gonna delicious. I'm not gonna let you bring me down. Okay. Because what we're gonna do now is we're gonna jump into these good vibes to you know to to combat the haters, and and, and not let people's you know own you know self prioritization and not giving their friends candy get get me down and get us the, the universal me us, you know they don't want us to win. They don't want us to eat Reese's cups. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to go out and get our own Reese's cups. And that could be a metaphor for whatever you want it to be. But moving on from that, let's get into these good vibes. Yes, folks, welcome to another Good Vibes segment, the segment designed to fill your heart with joy and laughter, as the king of pop, Michael Jackson, once said. I don't know, I almost said Jordan, but I saved myself. (laughs) Uh, Michael Jackson once said that, and you can believe that and take it to the bank. I'm rambling. Uh, Fran, would you like to tell your Good Vibes, or would you like me to tell my Good Vibes first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Please. So, my Good Vibe this week is about these two guys, one is white, one is black. Okay. Also, that's, another Michael Jackson lyric. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. That's the stuff. That's yep, the good vibes. That's it. That was very good, man. Psych. Uh, <laughs> my good vibe this week is. It was just a routine traffic stop 
when a state trooper pulled over Matthew Bailey mm-hmm. on a New Jersey highway earlier this month. The violation was minor, but as they talked for a few minutes, they discovered a connection between them two was major. Oh. Probably hoping for mercy, Bailey quickly brought up the fact that he was a retired police officer from Piscataway. Sure. Yeah. So Piscataway this, what? That's it. Oh, all right. Uh, cool. <laughs> this is now this and Matthew Bailey is the white guy. Okay. Um, yeah. Officer Patterson replied that he too was from the same town some forty miles away. And Patterson is the black guy. So okay. he's the cop. From Piscataway. Yeah. Just yeah. something about that name. I wouldn't have thought any <laughs> black people lived in Piscataway. Whatever. I don't even know what state it's in. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that black people lived in Piscataway. But yeah, continue. <laughs> so, making more small talk, the driver asked the young trooper where he grew up. After hearing the name of the street, Poe Place. <laughs> Poe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said he knew the exact role because 27 years ago, a woman had suddenly gone into labor there. Is that Poe Place on the corner of Broke Street? <laughs> you know? Wow. Right? Because it's like. Poe and broke, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one, man. I thought so. <laughs> so Bailey, who was just a rookie cop four years into his career, arrived on the scene and while receiving directions from a doctor over the phone, actually delivered a baby. Oh. The memory was so meaningful to him, he could recall everything about the incident, from the color of the house to the name of the baby, Michael. Oh, wow. Through the window of the car, the trooper then shook Bailey's hand and said, my name is Michael Patterson, sir. Thank you for delivering me. Oh, wow. Bam. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. I, When you said they were both men and you said they're racist, I assumed they were both the same age. So I was not expecting them. <laughs> it was almost like you just told a riddle. Well, one of them retired. I said one of them was a retired officer. You got me on that one. Yeah. That was like uh, you just it's like you just told that riddle where it's like a woman and a, a woman shows up to the hospital with her baby. He's hurt. And she's like, sir, I can't operate on this baby. It's my son. And it's like, who? What? Who, so who's the... Who's the uh, Who's the doctor? It was like a riddle, but you you gave me the answer at the end. Yeah. I appreciate that. But yeah, so um, yeah, that was a crazy That's connection. Cool. I never like, met the man who pulled me from my mother's womb. Yeah, but then, when I do, I will seek my revenge. And then um, they, his family and his mom invited the cop over for dinner, so they was like ecstatic to, to meet him because it's been so long. Now. I might have missed something, but this guy was not a doctor. He was a cop. He was a cop who was responding to a thing and just—he was a rookie cop who responded to a, uh, a call and 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 delivered him at his house. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought. I thought. So I just wanted to make sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Then I'd be really excited to see that guy too. Also, a little. If I was her, his dad. Mm-hmm. If if he has a dad, I'm making assumptions. If he wasn't there. But like, wait, what you doing? Just putting your hands up in my wife like that, man. <laughs> you know? No, you can't sit at my table. And you can't get the big piece of chicken. I don't care if everybody's all happy to see you. You saw my my wife's no-nos. I don't think he, a person should react that way. I guess not. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I don't know, man. You know, these are all feelings I don't have. I don't know, man. I don't know. You, you... You you you've experienced these things. I haven't. I've never experienced. Was that. the person that delivered Sophia a man? No, it was a woman. See, well then you don't. <laughs> but see how quickly you reacted to it. I think I mean, you might have had some 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 hesitations or some angers. Nah, I wouldn't. No, nah, I don't think so. Well, I don't I, think he would. I don't I, think he would either. Hey, hey man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I have a dog, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I I I cross that bridge when I get to it. You know, but congratulations to those two. Wonderful men, yeah. both of many ethnicities, and yep. go back to Piscataway, you know, and, 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 and go yeah, go back Piscataway, to Piscataway, New Jersey. And, and, and Piscataway, I think that's where it is. Didn't I say that? 
Maybe you did. I think I said that. I asked you, and you said, I don't know a state. But yeah, Piscataway, New Jersey. I have some black people in New Jersey. So shout out to Piscataway, New Jersey, where miracles happen, like cops delivering babies in the middle of a house. Fucking Piscataway. My, my good vibe story this week is the story of a little old white lady named Mida Lewis. All Mida Lewis wanted to do for her 107th birthday was be a part of a parade. So the whole town threw Mida a parade, and it was based around Mida. And she got in a little uh, drop-top convertible Cadillac, uh, uh, Cadillac mm. and rode through town and regaled people with waves mm. and everything like that. So basically, the story goes like this. Uh, when her birthday was steadily coming closer, the, uh, the, hospice, the hospice caregivers at West Haven Nursing and Rehabilitation Center asked Lewis if there was anything special that she wanted to do for her birthday. She said that she had two wishes, and one of them was to cruise through a parade in a car with the top down. <laughs> Determined to fulfill her wish, the nurses started contacting people in the community asking them to come out to the street when Lewis drove by on her birthday. They created a Facebook event uh, page with details about Lewis's uh, cruise through the town, and it immediately garnered over 800 confirmed attendees. Wow. Uh, hundreds of people waved happy birthday signs, threw confetti, and gave flowers and balloons to Lewis as she drove by. This lady's 107 years old. Wow. I don't know how she d did that, but yeah. She deserves a mini parade. That's awesome. Uh, base, uh, one of the quotes from the event was, we're out here today because what a fun thing to celebrate. A city resident uh, told uh, the Stillwater Press. I mean, who gets to turn 170? And if she wants to have a... What? A, what? What'd you say? That's what I'm quoting. This is a quote. Yeah. I, I mean, who gets to turn 170? Oh, okay. What did you think I said? Who gets to turn 170? Oh, that is what I said. And I think I just said it again. Who gets to turn 107? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Who gets to turn 107? I'm like, <laughs> she's not a vampire. Yeah, no, my, she's, a, she's a moral. <laughs> Who gets to turn 147 years old? I didn't know that I said it. I, I didn't know that I said it. Who gets to turn 500 years old? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who gets to turn 170? And if she wants to have a parade by... By golly. Oh, man, super, <laughs> this is a super white town. If she wants to have a parade, by golly, we're oh, going to give man. her a parade. Um, so there's footage of uh, it made the local news. Mida's rolling around with the top down. She's all, like, little and, and you know, her shoulder. You know, old people uh, with their shoulders get all high. Shrink. And she's just all, you know, riding in the back of the convertible having a grand old time. Now, what I'm not going to point out, because this is good vibes, and I got all love for Mida. Mm -hmm. Mida's 170 years. 100 <laughs> Mida's 107 <laughs> years old. Mida's probably... A little bit of a racist, but <laughs> it's you know it's aged racism. Uh, you know she just is from a different time. Oh yeah, you know you just you see one of those photos of them throwing tomatoes at a black girl trying to integrate a school. I bet Mida's probably in one of those photos. Like we want to keep our schools white, <laughs> but it's Mida's birthday. Uh, She's 107 years old. She lived through the wave of oppression that you know she might have contributed to. Maybe maybe not. Maybe she was on on the right side of history. Maybe Mida's the perfect example of what it's like to be on the right side of history. But Mida, just age-wise, lived through World War That's II, lived time. through the Civil Rights Movement, lived through the crack epidemic, uh, lived through a mm. black president. She, oh, man. Like, uh, somebody that old, I would love to sit down and just be like, tell me, whatever, tell me everything you've seen and went through. And I hope Mida is a person that would want to sit down with you. Maybe and not. I, it, maybe, you know, but it's goodbyes, <laughs> man. So, yeah, no, Mida... Shout out to Mida. She definitely would want to sit down with you, man. She wouldn't be like, I don't sit with Negroes. Um, Mida's probably all super happy and love loving and everything like that, even though she's lived over a century of That's life. Crazy. Uh and um 
wow, 107 years old. I don't want to live to that at all. If I make it to 86, I think I'm going to jump out of the plane and not pull my parachute. Um, but anyway, that was good vibes. And uh, what should we leave with uh, going to this break? Um, you know what? In celebration of the Murderly Network and our big family uh, coming together, I'm going to do a little bit of We Are Family by sliding the family stone. And when we come back, we're going to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right, folks, and we are back. Fran, uh, as established by the Rochambeau rules that we established on the last episode, I just said established twice. As established, I'm going to say it three times. As established by the Rochambeau rules that we play by here, you won last week, which restarted the cycle because we forgot how the org, uh, the order was going. Mm-hmm. So once you restarted the order, I then went first last episode. So now it is your week to go first. Please, what is your affirmative murder this week? So my affirmative murder this week <clears throat> is Ray Lamar Wiggins. Okay. Known as Ray Theotis Curith. Oh. Have you heard him before? No. <clears throat> okay. that, that's like, that's a lot of names. Yeah. Ray what? Wig, Ligan, Wiggins. Ray Lamar Wiggins. Also well, known as another known, three full he, names. Yeah, he's best known as Ray Theotis Curith. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um. So I'm just, Ray <clears throat> is a former professional American football player oh. convicted of murder. Ooh. Ominous. I like how you did that. Curith. Played as a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Kurth was the first round draft pick in the 1997 NFL draft, Ooh. taken by the Carolina Panthers with the 27th overall selection. He signed a four-year, 3.7 million dollar deal, including a 1.3 million dollar deal, 1.3 million dollar signing bonus. Oh, money! During Kurth, I'm gonna say right during Ray's, yeah, yeah, during Ray's sophomore year at CU. His Sacramento girlfriend, Michelle Wright, gave birth to their son, Ray, Ray Londo. Ray Londo? Yeah, Ray Londo. R- wow. <laughs> really, really, uh, really clever uh, name. Right. That's almost as clever. I went to middle school with a girl named Thomasina. I could just I guess had, what her father's name with, was. I worked with a lady named Thomasina. Ask her what her father's name was. <laughs> just take a wild guess. <laughs> Ray Londo. Yeah, all right. That's, yeah. Oh, man. So, um... Ray all but neglected Ray Londo until Wright sued him for child support. Mm-hmm. Wright later testified that Ray agreed to pay 2700 in child support. A half, month? Uh, I'm guessing, yeah. Oh, well, guess half of know. what he was ordered to pay... B- half of what he was ordered to pay by a judge on condition that he be a better father, but something he failed to do. Mm. So Ray had a respectable rookie season in 1997. Started 14 games, wearing uniform number 89. He caught well, that's 40. Steve, that's Steve Smith. Number. Yeah, yep. He um he caught 44 passes for 545 yards, four and four touchdowns. That's he Steve, tied for the first Steve. among rookie receivers. He was named All Rookie um, Team at wide receiver. So in 98, he broke his right foot at mm. the opening game. He did not catch another pass that season due to the injury. Mm. He ended the year with four catches for 59 yards. That was all in the same game. 
that, that still sounds like he might have been a little bit of a beast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in 99, he played the first six games of the season with 14 catches for, for 200 yards. The first four games? He played the first six games. Six games. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's not terrible. That's not it's not superstar. It's not as good as you getting four catches a game and getting fifty nine yards yeah. and you got hurt. That's that's right. a good pace. He's out there balling, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So, um Charika Charika Adams. This is his New Girl. His is girl yeah, this is his this girlfriend is a new at the time. Girl. Yep. Was a mortgage was she she worked at a mortgage company and enjoyed socializing. Mm. She had an on and off relationship with Ray mm-hmm. for months after meeting him at a pool party in Charlotte. I picture Dave was like at like oh uh, all the football players yeah right? exactly. <laughs> What's her name? Sharika. His name is Sharika. Yeah, she honey. probably had a couple of relationships like a, with some other a, players. A pool party. Yeah, just, you know this is the 90s, shenanigans. <laughs> Ooh, the shenanigans at a football pool party. Oh yeah, it was some shenanigans. And like a mansion. Oh yeah, oh, the pool fun. has like mountains, little islands around it. You yeah. get the girls dancing on them. It was Liddy. Yeah, whoever um, did like an offensive lineman on the grill, a big ass. Fat dude got like on, a on the grill. Sunglasses. Yeah, he's and on like, the grill. All the women got like, uh, like they got bikini, bikinis, bikinis, and, and they got high. yeah, yeah, they got the V, the V, the V, <laughs> yep, the V yep. bikini bottoms that go up. Yep. Yeah. Yep, very nineties. That's exactly what I picture. Yeah. Return <laughs> uh, of the Max on. Yep. Return of the Max. <laughs> oh man, it's like barbecue smell. Oh, it's oh. lit, man. I, you, I, you taking me there? I want to be at this pool party with Ray. Oh man. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, they met at a pool party in Charlotte. When Sharika got pregnant, um, Sandra Davis says, this is her mom, Sandra Davis. Ray wanted her to have an abortion. Mm. She refused. Of course she did. She caught herself a football player. Yep. Well, I'm not going to say that. I am. <laughs> okay, all right, well. Yeah, or, you know what? What's her name? Sharika. Sharika. Sharika was probably just at a, you know, living her life as a woman. She can do whatever she wants mm-hmm. to do. And maybe she's just super pro life, mm-hmm. and wasn't trying to trap a football player. She just happened to be at a, a barbecue, you know, full of football players, and 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 got pregnant by one and refused to. I wouldn't say that she kept it. Just sure, I, I wouldn't either. You know what? I but take she said it. Back. it. Oh, okay. I take it back. All right, all right. She just was living her life. <laughs> uh, so on November sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine, Ray and Sharika went on a date, but drove in separate cars to see a movie about a serial killer by a serial call a serial killer called The Bone Collector. Oh, Morgan Freeman's in that, I think. Is he? I don't know. You uh, he's been in a bunch of movies. <laughs> yeah, he, I think Morgan Freeman is. I think that's Morgan Freeman and Angelina Jolie. How old Jolie. was he in that movie? Like a billion. <laughs> uh, he's like a billion in, in 36 now, so he's probably like a billion. In, we need to get him a parade, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, so after the movie, yeah, so they drove in separate cars. Mm-hmm. After the movie, she was following Ray's car on... Ray Road, I guess. Oh. Ray Road. Yeah, <laughs> this is so, this is, is South he that East good at football? <laughs> they named the road after him. I don't think so. Ray Road. <laughs> maybe I'm saying no. Maybe it's real road. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, she was following him behind his car. Mm-hmm. So Ray came to a a screeching halt. Oh. She stopped behind him. Another car pulled up beside her, who was Watkins, who shot who shot four times into the BMW that Sharika was driving. Wow. All the bullets hit Sharika. And this was a drive-by. All the bullets hit Sharika. Um, That's an execution. Yeah. So they wow. saying, yeah. So all the bullets hit Sharika. None of the bullets hit Chancellor, who was the baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait. Of, in, in her stomach? Yeah. Yeah. So none of, none of the bullets hit him. But her, her blood, wait. Her blood was his blood. Uh-huh. So as she as blood poured from her wounds, she began. he began to suffocate. Oh, this is that how baby. pregnancies work? This is, this is the baby. 
I don't, I don't know. I guess. You have a kid. But I didn't carry they it. They just be in there swimming in the in the blood? Yeah. In the blood, if they in don't the, have the blood, they suffocate? Maybe. I don't know. I guess it's oxygen and blood. <clears throat> I don't know. This isn't a medical You know what he got the... the I, don't, I don't know. I'm not even going to fucking get into it. <laughs> you know I'm not even going to spill I, I should have just let you go. You know they got gills I inside, was, <laughs> inside the womb. Man. I was about to spit some bullshit <laughs> on this boy. For real. <laughs> I think they get air from the umbilical cord. <laughs> I was going to spit some bullshit. I had your attention, so I was going to I was like, going. what? Yeah, about the umbilical cord. What about it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so his her blood was his blood. Okay. As the blood poured from her wounds, he began to suffocate. Wow. Somehow, Sharika found her phone and found the strength to make a haunting gasping call to 911. I heard this. I heard I looked it up, the 911 call. I don't like 911 calls at all. I just think it's just to Did me. Did she survive? Just, no. Oh. To me, just number one calls there. Just and you I can, can't. You can find it on the internet, right? Yeah, now? it's on YouTube. I can't even. I just can't. Number one calls. I just can't listen to. It's just. It's too much. I only like to listen to the ones that have been established that the person's lying. I find something like no. int- interesting about that. But just listen to somebody in a genuine panic. I, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like that. that. So, um, or like scared. Yeah. Like, like genuine you, fear. Like you know, and and you but can like see in their in the voice house? is just life and death. Yeah. In their voice. Yeah. I don't like I can't, that. I can't do. I that. do find something interesting about like the the new Netflix documentary series that's on Netflix, uh, the Staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't finished it, but I think that it's a pretty controversial case. And they're not sure whether the guy killed his wife or not. Mm-hmm. His his nine one one call about his wife falling down the stairs. Oh, is, I see now you on uh, Netflix. Yeah, it's in the first episode, and it's like, is he? You can't tell, mm-hmm. but it's because it's established that it's kind of did did he do it or did he not? You're listening for. Like uh, a lie or well, like a like a John Bonet type of thing. Exactly, um, exactly. So, um, but I don't know. But I'm intrigued by list. I'm intrigued and in listening to it to kind of see uh, if I can hear hmm. fake tears or whatever. But right. that's really sad about Sh- Sharika. Yeah, Sharika. Yeah. Um. So she described the shooting. <clears throat> enabled Chancellor's rescue to be. Um. Enabled Chancellor's rescue by describing where she was, <clears throat> and implicated Ray. Did it. She's um, smart. Yeah, so you can go on YouTube and, and look it up. They got a one one call on there, yeah. and it was like, um, yeah, I, she's like, I've been shot. I was following my baby daddy. That's what she said. <sighs> baby daddy, that. Ray Kurth, the football player. So she said that. Like, oh, damn. Yeah, she said that. Like, this is who I follow. I was behind him. Another car pulled up, shot me. I, I think he was, I think she was eight months or seven months pregnant at the time. I know this story. Yeah. I know this story because Steve Harvey did a bit about this on the Kings of Comedy. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so she, I think she was eight to seven months pregnant at the time. And then she was like, well, and then they asked, where was he? She said he pulled off. Oh, so after wow. the shooting, after the shooting happened, he, he was gone. Yep. Clearly a hit. Yeah. Um, so after, soon after the, her admission to the hospital, she fell into a coma. And Chancellor was born later that night, mm. ten weeks early, by emergency C-section. Yeah, Ray went to the police and posted a three million dollar bail on the condition on the condition that if either Adams or the infant died, he would turn himself in. Adams what? died on December fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. The baby named Chancellor Lee Adams survived, but suffered permanent brain damage and, cere- and cerebral palsy. Yeah, wow. due to being without oxygen for seventy minutes before he was born. <sighs> So you you ruined two, you ruined two lives. Yes. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Carrie. So wait. Re- so he got arrested 
posted bail mm-hmm. and then said that I'll turn myself in if one of them dies. Yeah. Man, well, cause money. Because she said it was him. Yeah, yeah, money, man. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Now, you can even do that. Yeah, well, I'm going to get out. And then if that, something happens, mm-hmm. I'll come back. Yep. What? Yeah. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, Ray fled after Adam's death. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he was captured on December 15th in West Tennessee. <clears throat> in his trunk, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. I know. Yep. Found, found yep. hitting in the trunk yep. of a car outside the motel in Parker's Crossroads. Who also in the that? trunk was $3,900. Was $3, I'm guessing he spent all his goddamn you can't money. Flee. You, can't, <laughs> you can't flee a state yeah. on a murder <clears throat> charge with $3,900. Fucking guy was hiding in the trunk. He wasn't in the motel. He was in the trunk at the motel. How do you think that was going to work? You thought they weren't going to search your car for evidence? Well, I'm just going to hide it. Well, again. from what I heard, he wasn't even in his car. He was in, like, another woman's car. Oh, it wasn't his car? It wasn't his oh, car. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he had $39 right. cash. He had bottles of urine, extra clothes, candy bars, and a cell phone. Oh, so in the trunk? Yes. So he was just, he'd he been was in the trunk out. for a while. Oh, yeah. That most, wow. He was not coming out that trunk. <laughs> was the Pissed woman, the did you see the... if, like, the woman was driving uh, around? Or? I don't even know. That I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought from the from the joke Steve Harvey makes on the Kings of Comedy, great comedy special. Um, he just says they found him in the trunk. I thought like when he found out, when he heard the police sirens, he got in the trunk. I didn't know he had, like, camped out there. in the trunk. Yes, he was standing there. Bottles wow. piss all over the place, candy bars, probably Reese's Snickers. Not and, the brightest idea. Yeah, baby Ruth's and shit in there. Uh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. So the Panthers, he was caught. So yeah. the Panthers waved him. On December sixteenth, because he was caught. Cut, cut ties immediately. Immediately, like, like the, the next day, it probably wasn't even. A, it probably wasn't even a whole day. It's probably just like five hours. Oh yeah, yeah. So they let him go on the sighting of more moral of the moral clause in his contract. Yeah, I'll never forget the day they cut Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I, as a Patriots fan, it was you got the announcement that like they cut him, mm-hmm. and then like a couple hours later, they, they, there was an ESPN announcement saying if you bought a Patriots jersey, uh, Aaron Hernandez Patriots jersey, back. you can bring it back and we'll just give you the money back. We don't even yeah. want jerseys in the stadium. They cut ties with that man immediately. Hey, that's what you... Uh, got to protect the business. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, gotta, that's why, like, you know, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but with this national anthem thing, it's like I'm all on the side of the players, but at the same time, I understand somebody trying to protect their business. I don't think that's it's the right. Line. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's right, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's logical to look at those people as anything other than a corporation mm-hmm. and be like, but you're doing something immoral. It's like, well, I I have a billion dollars tied into this, right. so I don't care about morality. <laughs> and that's fine. If I think it's fine to look at somebody and say, you're an elite scum and all you care about is money, but that's how you need to look at those people and not try to come at them under this guise of like, at the end of the day, have a heart. At, right, at the end of the day, it's a business yeah. still. So and they're like, going to, you know, people do fucked up shit in business all the time. Right. Sometimes the McDonald's has too many employees. Guess what? You don't work here anymore. Yep. You've been late off that's fucked up but you can't tell that person to have a heart because they're only concerned about their business mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's right but you got to understand that right i agree i totally agree <clears throat> so at trial prosecutors contended that ray hired watkins who was the shooter uh-huh. and others to murder adams because her refusal to abort the unborn child wow ray's lawyer adam Torreya claimed that ray had been caught up in a drug deal gone bad <clears throat> excuse me they claimed that on that night of the shooting, after Ray had refused to fund the to fund a big drug deal, Watkins Watkins shot Adams in a sudden rage when she flipped him off after he attempted to ask her about Ray's whereabouts. But he was driving in front of her. Yeah, that was total bullshit. <laughs> what is it? You think That's this is bullshit. power? This isn't the show power. <laughs> total bullshit. 
I can't believe his his lawyer he's, ran with that. He slammed on his brakes, trapping her. Yep. And then she was executed by a hitman that he hired. This guy was also spending money like he was Tony Montana. You don't have hit, hire a hitman money in your third year in the NFL in the nineties. He had a four. You said like a four year, four million dollar contract. Right. That means he was getting and less like than a million dollars. Like a million silent bonus. From that the means jump. he was getting like less than a million dollars a year. These guys today make way more money than that, oh, yeah. and they still aren't making the kind of money out of the gate to be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna hire a hitman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. And post bond, that's all your money. That's why I only had thirty nine dollars left <laughs> <laughs> sitting in that damn trunk. <laughs> yeah, so Ray was Ray was found guilty of conspiracy to commit murder, shooting into an occupied vehicle, mm. and using an instrument to destroy an unborn child. Mm. He was sentenced to eighteen to twenty four years in prison. He was found not guilty of first degree murder, and so was separate. And he was spared of the death penalty. Mm. He is serving his sentence in the Samson Correctional Institute in Clinton, North Carolina. He might be due for parole soon. We'll get to that. Oh, the driver of the vehicle used in the murder was Michael Kennedy. Pleaded guilty to second degree murder and was sentenced to eleven years and eight months. Wow. Kennedy, How? Kennedy was released in twenty eleven. How? How was that second degree murder? He had he, he was a hitman. <laughs> That's as intentional as it gets. Yeah. That's well, he was crazy. he was the driver of the vehicle. Oh. Kennedy was the driver of the vehicle. Watkins pleaded guilty to the charges stemming from the shooting and was sentenced to minimum of forty years and three and three months. I guess that's a little bit better, but I can't. I mean, I guess if you're the driver, that's not any better. Like the driver, you still were an accomplice to yeah. murdering I a agree. woman. Yep. Eleven years. He probably only had to serve like seven and a half or something. That's crazy. And in the video, I watched the video on YouTube. I had a video of this. Whole they had a thing. video too. Yeah, there's a video of this. Um, it says. Yeah, so in the video, Ray said he knew nothing about what happened. Yeah. He didn't set it up. Mm-hmm. He didn't know nothing about the, the shooting sure. or that. I'm sure. Which is bullshit. We all know that. And Watkins testified. This is the shooter Watkins. Testified that Ray hired him. Yeah. So Dewey on stand was like, it was he him. hired me. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. And what made me mad about this dude Watkins is he was like, that he was going off too. He was like, that bitch right there, that bitch. The guy talking about talking Ray. Talking to Ray, yeah. Oh, wow. Cause he was upset that he, he got up on it. yeah he got up on stand and admitted what he did and Ray didn't he was oh, saying he didn't know that's okay. why he was going off calling him a bitch and then he was like it's his fault why I'm here now I was like no yeah, we no, not you, you no. agreed to kill a woman like you say like in your words you're in a whole you're a whole adult yeah you made that decision a whole to do a whole grown person who instead of going to get a job or something like that was like oh yeah no I'll kill a yeah. woman I don't want to hear that oh he put me. Yeah, no, he didn't I'm put not you in a position. No, I'm not trying to hear that. If somebody came up to me and asked me if I, if I would kill their wife, you know what I'd say? No. Exactly. And then I would call the police and let them know that there's somebody going around trying to solicit a hitman okay. because I'm a snitch. So uh, I don't want to hear him say that after you went through with killing a woman and giving a child cerebral palsy mm-hmm. that you uh, somebody put you in a position of yeah. anything. So that that really pissed me off. I don't want to hear that shit. You made a mistake. You live with it. You rot in hell for it, and yes. then that's it. Mm-hmm. So and then he said. While he was in, while he was locked up, he he wrote to Sandra Davis, which is uh, Sharika's mom. Who Ray or no? Watch the, the shooter. Wow. And then um, yeah, so he he wrote letters to her, asking for forgiveness. Now, mm. for me, she's probably taking care of Chancellor too. By she the way. is. Yeah. For me, wow. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I'm not. Don't even ask me or write me. Don't. Yeah. Don't even at all, contact me. But. Yeah. Ask me for forgiveness, it ain't gonna happen. Some people just got hearts like that, I guess, to be like, no, I forgive you. But I don't think it's right 
to ask someone for forgiveness in a situation like that, that's up to that person to decide to forgive you. And they're not obligated to give you the the notice that they've forgiven you. Yeah, That's but, about how they, if they want to let it go inside of them, but they don't have to like alleviate your sadness that's by what I'm, that's telling the, you. That's the part that I'm at. That's the part that I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I can't believe you had the nerve to even ask. You ask that just so you can make yourself feel better because... Yeah. No. You don't no, get. I'm you don't. You don't you deserve to feel right. Better. I'm yeah. not forgiving you for getting so you be like you know. I and that woman every day has to look at her, in impa- physically impaired grandson, right. and that man is a as an adult now mm-hmm. and is probably not okay. Cerebral palsy is nothing to play. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're like bedridden. They they don't develop physical skills, mm-hmm. and she has to take care of basically kind of a vegetable. You right. know. So to see that every day, it'd be one thing if you just took somebody away from them, and then mm-hmm. over time you can. You know, remember the fond memories, but you're left with I don't I don't want to say like a, a baggage or anything like. But you're left with a constant reminder of what happened to your daughter and your grandson because right. you have to take care of your invalid grandson. Right. I, I that right there would wouldn't allow me to forgive that right. person. Yeah, maybe so. if it was just the, the daughter and there was just gone, mm-hmm. maybe you could move on and get your life back and everything like that. But now you're saddled with your grandson who will never be able to live his life. Because of that person, I would never forgive that. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um. Yeah. So he wrote. I think Ray also wrote to her too. He wrote like a fifteen. (laughs) Yeah. He wrote like a fifteen page letter to (laughs) to the mom to the mom, but she didn't even write back. That's so. She probably didn't read it. She didn't write back. That's so much. Uh, But she did write back to Watkins and told him that I forgive you. Wow. She did write back, and then that made him feel a hundred times better than what he was feeling. Also, Watkins was sending her money. He said he was sending like five or ten dollars a month or something like that for her to talk, to help take care of Chancellor. Hey man, you can keep this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can keep, you can keep this, man. Yeah, five or ten dollars. He was trying to he do, was trying to something. anything to make himself feel better. I'm like, look, man, That's thank selfish. you for the sentiment, yeah. but you can keep this. Yeah. Do you know how much cerebral palsy costs to take care of? You sending me this is an insult to right. what I have exactly. to do. Exactly. Right. And so, um, Chancellor Chancellor Adams. Who is now? Who will be eighteen at and at the end of this year, November? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> never, probably never got to go to prom, regular date, you know. But he's a from the video I saw. He's a strong young kid. He looks just like his mom. Uh huh. Strong young kid. They got him. They showing um him doing videos of like physical therapy. He's doing sit ups. He's learning to walk down steps. Okay. So this is, he's a strong kid. <clears throat> Strong kid, but he's not he's not letting his disability stop him from doing normal things. He so got a video good. Of, he got a okay. video of him riding a horse. What? Yeah, he's riding a horse, but So he seems not like spaced out. No. No, 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 Okay. No. Wow, no. okay. So I guess in an in a more extreme case it could be worse. Like if it, could he had, been worse. if it had been more time of him his brain not getting oxygen, mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that he can ride a horse. That's pretty that's pretty incredible. Yes, yeah, so Wow. Strong kid. Has him walking down steps and everything. Yeah, and he's eighteen, so like yep. he could get stronger and you yeah. Know, wow. Um, to his mother Sharika, who was they showed a picture of her, beautiful young lady. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, beautiful young lady. She had like one of those pictures, you know, back in the the nineties. The glamour shot the, the, from the side. She had her shit bumped. Yeah, curl, oh. wet, grease down, baby yep. hairs. Beautiful, on point. beautiful young yeah. lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to you, Sharika. Yeah, beautiful young lady. She didn't deserve anything that happened to oh. her, and she was extremely strong for her to. Pick up that phone and make that phone call. Yeah, to make sure her son survived and to find who did what they did to her and to to identify to recognize. 
I don't know if the phone call went in a way that it sounded like mm-hmm. she was implicating him or mm-hmm. she just was saying, I was following Ray. But it sounds like she knew what had happened. Yeah. Because she could have just she, said something happened. I yeah, because she said she was following him, he stopped, and then the car came up and she shot her. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, she don't even know what to think Yeah, at that point. Because yeah. he was gone by the right. time he was on the phone. Uh, yeah, so also I wanted to give a, the big ups to the mom. Her mom, Tasha, right? San- Sandra Adams, Sandra, oh, wow. Sandra Adams, <laughs> Tasha, oh, wow. Sandra Adams for for taking care, doing a great job taking care of her grandson for sure. Yeah, taking care of her grandson. She I would said, assume that all these people involved are black, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Sandra mm-hmm. taking your kid horseback ride. That's that's so not like the typical black story, right? That I think that's really cool that she's exposing this kid to some new mm-hmm. things and not letting his his disabilities hold him back. Horseback riding is that's that's crazy. I never even been on a horse. I can't even. I don't think you know. So yeah, that uh, yes, Sandra, right? Yeah, Sandra. Sandra Adams said, like I said, so I come in her and then she says that she gets her strength in life every day from Chancellor, which yeah, I think beautiful. is awesome. That's beautiful. Um, so that's beautiful. And then it says at one point, um. Ray, he gets out soon. Yeah. So Ray, talking about, he was saying that he was saying he wants to get custody of his no, son. Absolutely. And she was like, that ain't Abs- that ain't that ain't gonna not. happen. Absolutely. She's not gonna let. She's not even gonna let him know or meet the person that tried to kill him. Absolutely not. Yep. Ever. Yep. She says. And if he comes anywhere near that kid, they should throw him back in jail immediately. Yeah. So she said that. That ain't gonna happen. She yeah. said even when she's not around anymore, she's gonna make sure Absolutely. somebody that cares his next guardian is gonna be somebody Absolutely. that really cared for him. A hundred percent. Because if you would have thought that eighteen years ago, you would none of this would have happened if you just would have been okay with having a kid. Yeah. The thing about that is it's it's completely selfish for you to be like, I wanna come out and take it why are you doing that? Because you feel bad. That, yeah. That's selfish. Yeah. Like you're, you're not you doing this because you, you want you, to. You can say you reflected in jail or whatever, um, no, and all this kind no, of I ain't stuff. To hear but that. the fact of the matter is that, and again, I think I've said this on the record on this podcast before. Just leave. Like I understand you're a football player and all this kind of stuff. You can, you, you can, you can, you know, choose to try to not mm-hmm. pay child. There's so many things that you could do other than kill them. That's he not did only, it. He did that exactly. Not only <laughs> not only is that that shouldn't be an option at all, mm-hmm. but if it is, that's like option Z. Right. You know, just be a shitty dad. You know, like I would much rather be have a shitty dad mm-hmm. than be dead. Right. You know, and for you to think it's the it's that's but that's that arrogance of a football player, mm-hmm. man. Like you've been playing in front of these crowds and you've been making millions of dollars, so you go. I have a problem. Money can solve my problems because mm-hmm. I have I have a lot of it. Right. I'll just pay somebody to solve this problem for me. And at the core of that, I don't give a shit if he was twenty years old, twenty one, or whatever. You made a fucked up decision, and now mm-hmm. there's a person alive who is forever damaged, and you have no right to see that kid right. because you tried to kill him. And he doesn't have his mom. And he doesn't have his mom. But it's like you already did that the first time with Ray Ray Lando. Oh yeah, for damn! Just leave. You did it already. I forgot about Raylando. <laughs> you did it already. You was a damn. shitty dad already. Damn! I forgot it. I hope they link up. I hope Raylando goes to see That's his crazy. little brother. I forgot about Raylando. Damn! Exactly. So you, you just did it you already. Left. You 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 already know what it's like to be a shitty dad. Why did you want to kill this one? That's crazy. I, I, it's, it's, that's insane. I guess the child support was a motherfucker. 
because he left Raylando, but he still was paying child support. Right. But so they I, was they were still together though. Him and Sharika, they was on and off. They went on a date, yeah. even though this was his whole I setup. Think that was a setup. Yeah, 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 this is yeah. the whole setup. Y'all went in separate cars. Yeah, this is the whole setup. That, that was yeah. That whole thing was a setup. Yeah, but Ray is expected to be released October eighteenth of twenty eighteen of this year. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. But I think he's no longer pursuing trying to get good. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. That's he so stupid. Get it anyway, but no, that's so stupid. Yeah, so that was um that was Ray Ray Curtis. I heard this man. story a long time ago, but I never had a chance. To, I was like, okay, now nah, I got to do this. Story I only I know this story in the context of that Steve Harvey joke, and I didn't know it was that um complicated of a story. Wow, yeah, no, that was really good. Yeah, um, Ray Kurth. um, wow, yeah. Shout out to Ray Londo. Shout out to Chancellor. Shout out to Sandra. Sandra yeah. Shout out to um, rest in peace, uh, Sharika. Rest in peace to Sharika and Ray. You can go fuck yourself. Yep. And don't get out of jail and make some other kid th- that you name Ray something. Raymondo or something. You don't. You should not have kids. It just should be forfeited. You had two shots at it. In this league, two strikes, you're out. Yep. Just don't even. Don't. Just don't. Just fuck it, man. Die alone. Your bloodline should just end. You don't need to reproduce. Um, but yeah, that was a really good story, friend. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. All right, folks. And we are back really quick. Um, just, I want to say uh, again, like I said in the front, thank you guys. We've been loving the reviews. We've been loving the additions to the Facebook group. It is all positive. Keep it coming. Um, and we appreciate it again. It is just a part of the algorithm. We are not vain people. We just really think that this will help propel us to be on those charts and all that other positive stuff that comes with that. And also we'll continue to put a spotlight on the new murder network that we are a part of. And you know, if we're doing good, they're doing good. So yeah, just keep that up, continue the good work. And thank you very much. Fran, are you ready for my affirmative murder this week? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Let's okay. go. Uh, in honor of pride month, mm-hmm. I've chosen uh, a pretty legendary uh, um, homicide story uh, to shed light on the month of LGBTQIA, all that stuff, mm-hmm. awareness and positivity and, 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 and happiness for my fellow brothers and sisters out there who are, you know, just, you know, living their life and living their best life mm-hmm. and not trying to hurt anybody. And I, I hope they continue to do that and live and be happy and do all the I want all the positive things for those people. So in honor of those, in honor of Pride Month, I wanted to tell a story of a uh, um, a murder that actually led to some pretty monumental things in that community. Okay. So this is the story of Matthew Shepard. Okay. Okay. In the evening hours of October 6, 1998, Matthew Shepard, a 21-year-old University of Wyoming student who was openly gay, went alone to the Fireside Lounge in Laramie after meeting a camp after a meeting of the campus LGBT, le- you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Uh, student group and a quick stop at the village inn. In less than two hours' time, he became a part of a chain of events that attracted national att- an a- international media attention, political attention, spotlighted the ongoing public debate over hate crime legislation, and became one of the most prominent cases in the Wyoming judicial history. Mm. <clears throat> at the fireside, Shepard sat at the bar drinking from a bottle of imported beer. After after little over an hour, he was approached by two men his own age, Aaron McKinney and Russell Henderson, high school dropouts with roofing jobs. Not to shit on blue-collar work, but that's just who they were. Uh, they had purchased 
a pitcher of beer with change and eventually engaged Shepard in a conversation. Change? Yeah, it was like a handful Bud of Light. And yeah, well, let me get a pitcher of Bud Light. And I'm like, uh, sir, this is only a dollar eighty nine cents. It's two dollars. Like, oh, sh- come on. You got to do that thing where it's like, you you are short money, but now you have to try to make them feel like assholes over uh, over ten cents, even though you're the asshole. Like, come on, man, ten cents, really? Like, you don't have it. What yeah, like, have? why are you? What? It, this isn't my fault. You don't have enough money to pay for your drink. Right. But you know, it probably went something like that. Uh, um. Shortly after midnight, Shepard left the bar with McKinney and Henderson. Police and prosecutors would assert that the two men lured Shepard, perhaps under the pretense of them of themselves being gay, but in fact had the intent of robbing him. In his police confession, McKinney repeatedly described Shepard as a queer, the gay, and fag. Wow. McKin- so much hate, man. Right. You know, just, yeah. McKinney and Henderson drove Shepard to a remote area in the Sherman Hills development east, east of Laramie. By McKinney's own confession, corroborated in most by details from Henderson, McKinney told Shepard that the two men were not gay and that he was going to be robbed. McKinney began punching and pistol whipping Shepard before continuing to assault him at a fence line on a on Warren Livestock Company land. So they they pretty much let him on. They just They got him well, they got him into the car. That's not clear exactly how oh, the okay. prosecutors are just assuming that's what happened. that they okay. they were like yeah you want to party and then they flipped the flipped the script on them once they got him in the car drove him out to the middle yeah. of nowhere mm-hmm. and started to beat the shit out of right him. um yeah uh so investigators and autopsies would later determine that shepherd was struck 19 to 21 times in the head with the butt of a 357 caliber magnum smith and wesson pistol damn that's that's that is a lot to be hit That's with a, a blunt object. I mean, that's so much. It's so angry. Everything about this, you mm. probably s- s- slinging hate crime. I mean, uh, slurs at them and mm-hmm. calling them all kind of names while you, you know, it's just, it's, it's off. It, it's really awful. Um, uh, so, yeah, he was hit 19 to 21 times in the head with the butt of a, of a, of a 357 Magnum. The final blow irreparably damaged Shepard's brainstem. At McKinney's direction, Henderson bound Shepard's wrist with white clothesline from McKinney's truck and left him tied unconscious to the fence, re- uh, relieving him of his wallet, identification, and shoes. So it really is just heartless. You know, that's, that's his shoes shoe couldn't have been that nice that you had to le- leave him without shoes in the middle of nowhere. That's Bloody. Uh, the two assailants returned to Laramie at approximately 1230 a.m. Only a few minutes later, back in Laramie, McKinney and Henderson became involved in an altercation after two young men confronted them in a neighborhood McKinney and Henderson mistakenly believed was where Shepard lived. So they took his identification and were going to go to his house to rob his house, too. But they went to the wrong place. Wow. Um, After the argument became a street fight, police responding to a vandalism call spotted fleeing, fleeing individuals, one of whom was Henderson and discovered Shepard's ID and credit card and the blood-covered pistol in the truck. Wow. Both McKinney and Henderson were treated separately at Ivinson Memorial Hospital over the ensuing hours for head injuries uh, sustained in the street fight. So it's the same day? <clears throat> it's the same night. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All of this, the bar, all it's like now it's like probably 4.30 in the morning and okay. they're at a hospital getting treated for wounds from a street fight. Uh, during the coming day, so the next day, mm-hmm. 
uh, following the medical care, McKinney and Henderson would meet with their respective girlfriends, Kristen Price and Chastity Paisley, who would later be convicted for their roles that day in disposing of evidence and concocting alibis for the men in the Shepherd case. Mm. So basically, later on, they said, you know, they were at our house. Mm. They weren't out at 12 in the morning somewhere in the middle of nowhere because they were at our house and they probably, you know, got rid of some bloody clothes or something. I wasn't able to find exactly what they got rid of evidence wise. Uh, Shepard, meanwhile, remained tied to the fence, most likely still unconscious for approximately 18 hours until a passing mountain biker named Aaron Creefels fell from his bike. So just by happenstance, because, you know, I've been like on my mountain bike riding Mm -hmm. when I was trying to get in shape and you get in a zone and you just don't even if it's not a car, you're not looking at anything. Mm. He just so happened to fall off his bike, which was able to get his spot. Yeah. Which was able to kind of break his attention from riding. And he saw what he thought was a scarecrow. But it was it it, it, it wasn't a scarecrow. Um, It was Shepard. Creefels ran to a nearby residence to call authorities. Sheriff's deputy Reggie Flutie and emergency medical technicians responded. Flutie later reported that Shepard, who was five feet, two inches tall. So they beat a little, little tiny little guy and hit him in the face with a pistol 20, 19 to 21 times. I think you I don't want to cast judgments or anything like that. I think you could have got what you wanted from this guy with a lot less effort. And that's what makes me sure it was a hate crime. It's just five, two, five, two. Wow. But fine, too. You know, uh, yeah, shout out to um Lloyd. Be- Who's that? Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd. That's a throwback. Man. Five two. No, it's five five two. But I want is it? Fi- it's five two. I want. I don't you. know. This is, you talking about something with Lil Wayne? That's a yeah, long yeah, yeah. Time ago. Everybody thought it was. Everybody <laughs> thought it was fine. She's fine too. Hmm. Either way, it's something like that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> you went. <that> <laughs> She's five. I don't know why I went rap genius and tried to break down the lyrics of uh, Lloyd's. Uh, that was shit, though. Stop. Wait a minute. Uh, okay. No, no. Back to bump yeah, that. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good jam. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was five foot two inches tall. Uh, he had a boyish appearance and looked at first to be a child. And uh, the, the, the officer reported that his face was caked in blood, except where tears had left tracks along his cheeks. Wow. So this guy was just terrified, scared, beaten, you know, and crying alone for 18 hours because tied to a fence. And maybe not even, you know, maybe who knows, maybe maybe he wasn't even crying during that that point because he just was he was unconscious. He might have been unconscious just for 18 hours, you know, so he was crying while they were beating him. And then eventually they hit him so many times that he just went out. That's crazy. Yeah, I just I just can't I just I can't conceive some of the levels of hate that I see in the world, you know. Whereas just how was he supposed to defend himself? Like not only is it two guys, but he's five, he's five foot two. two. Yeah, like a little guy. Okay. Uh attending physicians at Ivinson uh ascertained that Shepard's head injuries were grave and had him transported sixty five miles to Pudre Valley Hospital in Fort Collins, Colorado where he was admitted to the intensive care unit. The police investigation had continued. Meanwhile, McKinney... Mean, the, the, oh, sorry. The investigation had continued, meanwhile, and McKinney, Henderson, Paisley, and Price were all ultimately arrested. 
Shepard lingered in a coma state for about four days at Poudre Valley while his parents, Judy and Dennis, were, no were notified of his condition and began an arduous journey f to Fort Collins from Duran, Saudi Arabia. Wow. Yeah. So they were all on the other side of the world and, and got news, how a phone call or something, that their son had been beaten severely and is in the ICU. Uh, Dennis was employed as a safety specialist by a Saudi company. Uh, along with many other uh, expatriate staff. And an expatriate is just a a white immigrant. That's what they call immigrants who go to other countries who are white. And From like, here? Yeah, that okay. work. Like a white guy that goes to Thailand mm. for business, he's an expat, not an immigrant. Hmm, I know that. Yeah, you know, they got ways of finagling shit. To, to <laughs> not, I'm not an immigrant. That's dirty. That's a dirty word. Yeah. I'm an expat. I mean, like, you ain't supposed to be. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm an expat. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what? No, okay, you're, that's you're, cool. You're, you're, right. you're a working immigrant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So uh, it also sounds kind of military-like, like you might work for the military, so it gives mm -hmm. you kind of authority sounding. You know, anyway. <laughs> uh, during their 36-hour preparation and travel, the story of the attack spread from local to regional to national media, mm. underscored by the reports from several of Shepard's friends that he was gay and their fears that their, their fears were that he had fallen victim to an anti-gay hate crime. The Shepherds were baffled to see front page headlines on newspapers at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport during the transit. So can you imagine one being on like on a in another country, mm. you get news that something happened to your kid and then. You're like, oh man, that's we got to get back. And then you get to an airport that's not even in the state, and your your kid is on the front page of the newspaper, you know, and you still that's haven't crazy. seen you your kid or talked to him, you know. That's that's nuts. That's when I that's like panic attack oh, yeah. mode, you know. Like, this is worse. It's bad. It's yeah. really bad. Right. Uh, by the time the shepherds reached Pudre Valley, the case was the subject of national broadcast coverage. A vigil of media and well wishers had formed in front of the hospital. And President Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, uh, had sent his best wishes to Matthew's parents, which is, it must have been really bad if you're not sending your wishes to him. Have you're they gotten sending, there yet? Do you know? No, they, they, yeah, well, now with the vigil, they, they arrived somewhere oh, in this time. Say, yes. like, God. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they got there. Uh, Matthew Shepard succumbed to his injuries in the early morning hours of October 12th. And charges against McKinney and Henderson were quick, were quickly upgraded to felony murder and kidnapping. Both Shepard's funeral and his killers. Oh yeah, sorry. Both Shepard's funeral and his killers' Laramie Courthouse judicial proceedings, uh, ringed by unprecedented security, attracted international media, overflow crowds, and protests by members of the Topeka, Kansas-based Westboro Baptist Church, which is full of some of the most vile and despicable people that have ever roamed this earth. Have you ever heard of the Westboro Baptist Church? Nope. They go and protest army funerals, gay funerals. They show up, they show up with signs that say, like, God hates fags. Uh, it's good that you're dead. Why? Why arm, We say army funerals. Yeah. Why? I don't really know the details of why they don't like military, but they'll show up to a military. I don't know if it's like if, if they find out that the person in the military was gay they really don't like gay people, but they have protested at military funerals. I don't know the wow. specifics as to why, if it's because they don't like the military or if it's because like that person in the military was gay. Are these like Caucasian people? Mostly. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's in Kansas. Mm -hmm. Not to, I'm sure there's black people in Kansas, but it's a, it's a Kansas based church full of people who will 
like drive to another state with picket signs saying God hates fags. That's not typically like you don't see too many black people doing shit like that. You know, it's one thing if there's a I'm not going to say there's not homophobia in the black community because we we would be lying if we said that. But I have cousins who are homophobic. None of them would ever make a picket sign and then drive to another state to show off That's their homophobia. They, they don't care enough to do that. Right. It's like you don't basically black homophobia in men. I don't know about women, but black homophobia in men is the fear that that they want to fuck them. Mm. That's I don't <laughs> think it's any kind of thing of God or mm. or or religion based. They're just like, no, nah, man, gross right. is 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 the homophobia basis in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's not based in any kind of rules about God or that man should only lay with women. It's basically a childish uh, hatred of like, ill. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So I don't think they'd have picket signs and be going to funerals and I don't think they'd do that. But they were at his they at they were at his funeral with signs that said God hates fags. Wow. It's just that level I just can't even that is that bold. level of hate and just be like we need to let people know that we don't like gay people. Like why? I don't know. <laughs> I I I, I, wow. I can't even get in, I can't even comprehend it. Uh Henderson's case moved forward first. In April 1999, he reached a pretrial plea agreement, which took the death penalty off the table in exchange for two consecutive life life sentences. McKinney's case proceeded to trial in the fall, which is very arrogant to be like, no, I'm 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 riding this to the wall. I, I think I could beat this, which is the only reason I would think you wouldn't take the same plea deal that your boy took unless you thought you could get like a sensible amount of years, like mm-hmm. 25 to 50 years. Cause that other, the first guy Henderson is never getting out. Double life. Not with something this big, no. No, mm-hmm. I guess he said, "Oh, if they're offering double life, I might as well try to fight it. I can't get any worse than double life." What? Get I life? guess that's logical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I guess that's logical. You can't do any worse than your boy did. Instead of getting double life, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get, get, get single life. <laughs> I don't. That'll show them, you know. But you know, it's using up court time and wasting. You know, it's just why. Just take the plea if they offered it to him, you know, but he, he decided to ride it out. And this shit is this shit is crazy. So check this out. Yeah. So he went along with the trial. McKinney's case proceeded in the fall a year after the attack. After his efforts to mount a gay panic defense. This was the defense he used. So check this out. The gay panic defense is a legal defense usually used against charges of assault or murder. A defendant. Using the defense claims they acted in a state of violence temporarily and a state of insanity because of unwanted homosexual advances from another individual. The defendant alleges to find the same sex, the same sexual advances so offensive and frightening that it brings them to a state of psychosis characterized by unusual violence. So basically he said this guy came on to me right and it mm-hmm. made me snap into a rage that i was unable to control and it made me beat him about the face 19 to 21 times with a gun and take his young. wallet his shoes and his credit cards it didn't work obviously but i'm just want to let you well, know why would he even that's insane. that's so disrespectful <laughs> to even try to to even use that wow. defense in a case where you murdered somebody with a friend who has copped a plea to double life so one person is already saying like yeah, we killed him. And you're right. saying, I mean, he might have done that, but for me, I was I was basically not even there. I, I was in a fit of rage because he 
tried to put his man feelings on me. He dug deep for that one. Incredibly dis- disrespectful. Um, clearly, this was ruled out by Judge Barton Voigt. Uh, and McKinney's counsel, McKinney's counsel, Prosecutor Cal Rarucha, and the Shepherds agreed to a similar plea bargain for consecutive life sentences. So basically, he wasted all this time, and when his his last uh, ace card didn't work of the gay defense, they offered him the same plea, and he took it. Two, double life. Double life. <laughs> so he wasted the court's time, made an ass of himself. He tried. He really tried. Uh, yeah. So this was all. This was all made. This the the, uh, the plea came with the agreement that he would um, not speak to the media about the case, which he didn't follow and violated mm. uh, a couple of years later. He did exactly that. Uh, Wyoming legislators in 1999 considered a state-level hate crime bill that extended to anti-gay and lesbian criminal motivations, but the measure failed at the state house on a 30-30 to 30 tie on two consecutive days and has not since been seriously debated. McKinney and Henderson remain in the custody of the Wyoming Department of Corrections after several years of being shuttled among several out-of-state facilities. Henderson's appeal of his sentence was rejected in 2004 by Albany County District Judge Jeffrey Dunnell. Motivated in part by the hate crime legislative debate, Judy Shepard, his mother, Mm -hmm. established herself as a prominent LGBT rights activist who played a key role in finally securing the passage of a federal LGBT inclusive hate crime bill that was passed in 2009 under Barack Obama. The found, so basically it made uh, attacking a gay person as much of a hate crime as if you killed me because I was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, the foundation she and Dennis established in Matthew's name in 1998 continues in its 20th year of pro LGBT educational work with offices in Casper, Wyoming and Denver, Colorado. Um, so I said all that and, um, yes, his death sparked, uh, a movement, uh, for people to try to get legislation passed that made that protected LGBT people, mm. um, in the in the event that they were attacked for just being who they are. Mm. I'm not saying being gay is the same thing as being black because I can't, I, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not saying you choose to be gay, but a preference and me, I was, I, I was, I'm black. No matter what, you don't have to have a conversation with me to see that I'm black, you right. know. But gay people are here to stay. They're they're some of the most awesome people that I know, and they deserve to be protected. They shouldn't be hurt because of you know how they choose to live their life, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I'm very happy that that bill was passed, and I think that's really cool. The crazy thing is, and this is I wanted to tell the story the way that I told it, and then add this in at the end, just as just to as an update of what's going on with this, this case and this story. So there was this man named Steven Jimenez. He wrote a book in 2013 called Matt, the real story of Matthew Shepard. Mm-hmm. And basically in this book, he alleges that after years and years of investigation, it turns out that he doesn't think Matthew was killed because he was gay. Matthew was a criminal, was a crystal meth dealer and crystal meth was really big in the, in the city at the time. Mm-hmm. And those two guys were crystal meth addicts yeah, and they were robbing him for his crystal meth. Oh. And that's why they were going to his house afterwards because they knew he was a crystal meth dealer and he was about oh. to take a trip across state lines to deliver some crystal meth. So they wanted to get the crystal meth from his house. That would also explain why it was such a violent attack because these are 
seedy crystal meth guys and it would also explain maybe why the parents didn't want him to talk want one of them to talk to the media after they gave him the plea deal um there's a lot of there's a lot of things that make sense about that mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i liken this a lot to um that movie the witness the documentary the witness that we watched mm -hmm. where at the end of the documentary it kind of turned out that there weren't nobody didn't help that that woman i can't remember her name right now in the documentary of the witness nobody it wasn't true that nobody helped her but the narrative that nobody helped her led to some really big things happening in congress and laws being passed in her name and based off of this story mm -hmm. so you know it th does the the lie the lie it's a good lie so not th not does it matter but I don't really know how how I want to phrase it. You know, like this kid, maybe he wasn't killed for being gay, but because of what happened to him, it made stricter laws on if you do attack somebody for being gay, mm. you are prosecuted for what you really have done as opposed to just being tagged with assault. You get tagged with assault and a hate crime, right. which is really what it is. Now, maybe Matthew wasn't the victim of a hate crime, but his murder led to a law that protects the LGBTQ community. So, so is it, you know what I mean? It's like, should we just ignore this guy Jimenez? Which is basically what's happened. People have been shutting him down for years when he's trying to get out there that this is what happened. Hmm. Um, so that's basically what happened. But so, but this didn't come up in court at all. No, this was this is years later. He but died, I mean, the, the for whole, people, I mean the people, the suspects, they didn't even. No, like, that's what, I, and that's the thing. That's why I'm not saying this is fact because the fact of the matter is, while they were interrogated, they called this guy a fag, a queer, oh. gay. Uh, the the guy used the gay defense. I'm saying like, how wouldn't why wouldn't this come up? Exactly. So it that's why I didn't tell the story from that angle. I told the story from what the general public and the LGBT community who's who's aware of this story, how they see the story, because. I don't think I don't think either side of the story is mutually exclusive. They could have been they could have known this guy was a crystal meth dealer, but also hated him because he was gay. gay right. It, it doesn't one doesn't it doesn't negate the other. one. Right. You know, they could have both make sense. Exactly. So it might not. And, and that doesn't it can it still be a hate crime. Right. Just because you also know he's a drug dealer and you want his drugs. But you are saying slurs about him and using a defense that he came on to you. And that's why you beat him to death. You know, you were so homophobic that mm. you beat him to death. So it could be both. That's crazy. But this guy is writing this book and saying, like, no, that's wrong. Your narrative is false and all this kind of stuff. And I don't think that that's fair because it could be both. Yeah. But even if it's not, it led to some... Th there are people who are victims of hate crimes. Mm -hmm. So if his death led to legislation being put on the books that is protecting and saving people... Why be the guy? Why be the actually guy? You know, why come through and be like, well, you know, that's not what happened. So that makes you look like you're not, you're not even, you're not for it or whatever. They well, that's why they shut him down. That's, now, yeah, he, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you ask him, he'd say it's some kind of conspiracy to because people don't want the narrative to be ruined because it led to so many things. It's the same thing with the whole Mike Brown thing. The hands up, don't shoot. Mm -hmm. It turned out that didn't exactly happen the way people said it did, even though it became this narrative and people were doing it in protest and all this kind of stuff. But there are people who have had their hands up mm -hmm. and have been shot. Right. Just because Mike Brown may or may not have been 
in the same exact situation mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that's not happening. So his death leading to a rallying call of hands up, don't shoot, and leading to people getting involved and, and getting motivated to try to do something to make a difference, just because it turns out that that didn't exactly happen the way it does, it mm -hmm. people thought it did, doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. You know? So that I get conflicted in those kind of cases where um, the, uh, the face of a movement might not be exactly what people think it is, mm -hmm. but the, the movement, there are other people going through the same thing as that face that you're using. Mm -hmm. So if it's to help people, why shoot down the, the, um, the banner that they're using to wave when they get their, their missions done. You know, I don't think that, I don't think this kid should be, uh, drugged through the mud. Even if he was a crystal meth dealer, he wasn't arrested for, he, he wasn't arrested for being a crystal meth dealer. Right. None of that happened. So Matthew Shepard is just a person who was murdered and it seems like the guys who murdered him didn't like the fact that he was gay. And if that led to his mom and his and his dad going to Capitol Hill and getting legislation passed under Obama to protect LGBTQ rights, mm -hmm. then, hey, man, I mean, wh why be the guy that wrote a whole book about why that's not exactly what happened? Mm. I don't know. I don't really. That's a, that's a tough one for me. Yeah, is. Is, um, yeah because they both. They both make sense. Like, exactly. It's just, it could be for, both. Yeah, but that makes you look bad for you to be like, that's not what happened. So yeah. I think that, yeah, like, no, I just, I like that story because something good came out of it. Yes. So. that's I, that, that is exactly why I liked right. your story as well. Yeah. So that was a great story. It's just, that's unfortunate, but. um, But I, something really big came out of yeah, it, though. You yeah, know, and, I, and I, I hate that. I hate that it had to, it took that to happen, but it. But it did, and that's almost like he didn't die in vain, right? You know, it's actually called, it's actually called the um, the Matthew Shepard and Jake Bird bill. Hmm. Jake Bird was a kid who actually was not saying Matthew Shepard wasn't, but Jake Bird was a kid in Texas who got some a guy, some guys, a black kid, some guys in the truck pulled over and asked him if he needed a ride. He got in the oh, car. Bird was the black kid. Black Bird was the black kid. Okay. He got in the truck with them, they beat him up, and then they tied him to the back of their truck, and they drove him uh, in the truck. It happened the same. Like, dragged him? They dragged him until he was dead. Wow. Happened in 1999, right around the same time. So a lot of people, not a lot of people, mo I'm sure a lot of people who read this guy, Jimenez's book, would say, well, why didn't a, a case like that propel people to, like, that? They're basically he's saying, like, that's a hate crime. What happened to this kid, Richard, wasn't a hate crime. But because he was white, he was handsome, he looked like he came from a clean life, he was kind of the perfect picture to put on the news mm -hmm. and get people to go, man, gay people deserve rights too, you know? Mm -hmm. It's what this guy Jimenez's argument is. Oh, okay. But it's like, so what, man? I mean, they deserve rights. If, 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 if somebody happens to be the face that can motivate people to act, I don't know, man. I don't really know, man. I, there have been worse lies that have led to worse things. Mm. So I can't really be mad if this story isn't exactly how people think it happened and it led to legislation that's helping millions of people. So that's how I feel mm. about that story. That's tough. But um, that was the story of Matthew Shepard. I said Richard. I don't know why. That was the story of Matthew Shepard. Um, and, yeah, that was my affirmative murder for this week. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? 
No. Good. Mm. I'm, I'm hungry and I got yeah, sushi me too. coming. Uh, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, I'm going to say it one more time, man, and I'm, I'm going to try to sound not cocky. You guys better stay on this bandwagon because we are getting better every week. We are moving up. And before you know it, you're going to look up and we're going to have a live stage show on HBO doing the podcast live, doing Serial <laughs> Serial Live. And you can say, I've been with them since the beginning. I've been with them since Fran was sitting on Alvin's lap and they were using one mic. <laughs> I, you, 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 don't you want to say that before we blow up into the stratosphere? So that's all I'm going to say. And with that, I'll leave you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully it's not rainy. And I'll see, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.